0: You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome!
1: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold.
0: Very, very... I hate that's how my ex used to say very, very. She very. probably still does it. Yeah, she's to go. He's very, very competent. He's very, and she's from Connecticut. So I don't know, but everything was very. But our guest today is very, very hilarious. And I am a snob with the comedy and I fucking love her stamp. That is the nicest thing. Now, you're the best, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Adrian. Apelucci is here. Come on, everyone! Woo! Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I had to. I'm starting quickly because we were already talking, and I wanted to continue the line of. Uh, so, Adrian's in the Bronx, where she grew up, but we'll get to that later. And you know, she's. Ha- this is so funny because you just said to me, you know, with because there's nothing for comics to do right now. That you were like, oh my god, I'm afraid I'm going to have to become a barista, and I used to think that all the time. All through up until like my 50s, well, which I'm in, but all through that, I was like, I used to be like, okay, so I can still become a real estate agent and I can still do the, Like I was, I think of all the things cause this business sucks so much. And now I'm in the, I'm in my late fifties and I'm like, I can't be a fucking waitress. I can't stand up for like more than 20, you know? So it, no way. it, it goes down. Adrian, you are fucking hilarious.
1: That you is are- so nice because I don't, I'm like, as a newer comic, I mean, not now because I'm doing it a while, but like, I was a little scared of you.
0: Why does everyone, everyone
1: says I that. I think because you have a strong personality and I thought you were so funny. And if you thought I was horrible, I might've quitted. Quitted. No, quitted. <laughs> quitted. I don't even know how to might talk anymore. Quitted. I've been, I've been out But you of- could have been an English teacher. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of society so long. I don't even know how to act. I don't even know how to talk anymore.
0: It's so- People don't realize how, like we're doing Zoom shit and podcasts and shit, but how the non, first of all, the camaraderie with the comics, because we talk to each other, it's like, it's a relief that you can say the shit you want, you really think to someone because you can't say it to regular people. That's
1: part then, of doing stand up. Like that's right. not just the job is on stage. It's like the hang before the hang after. Like right. that part is the hardest part. I think right it's now. the culture.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah. that. We go in and we hang out with each other and we're like, fuck, you know, whatever we say that we can't say to regular people. Plus, you know, the live audience, plus, even bombing and getting off stage and being like, oh, my God, that fucking like everything about it. I don't know about you, but about nine o'clock every night, I am like, hey, how's everyone? Like, I get a burst of energy and everyone in my house is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, showtime. It's my whole clock is fucked up. The whole clock
1: is fucked up. I've done a couple of Zoom shows. They're just they're not great. Um, I dread every one of them. I mean, I used to dread doing stand up too. Cause I'd always be like, I'm going to bomb this show. That's what I said before every show. Right. And even if I bombed or didn't bomb, I always had fun doing right. you know, mean, like even a bomb. Right. I remember one time when I first got past it, the comedy cellar, I was like super nervous to be there. I like was eating it just so hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wish I could just push a button, fall through the floor. Like I just remember be- <laughs> saying that on stage and then yeah. getting off of, getting off the stage and, uh. Telling my friends like when you're bombing, you should just have to eat like cause you know you call it like eating a dick on stage. Right, and right. you're like, you should just have to eat dick cookies while you're bombing right. on stage. But even that's still funny to tell your friends. Like right. just
0: and, and but it's just also because it's brutal honest. That's why I find you so funny. Because first of all, I love I mean, I, I know people say you you have a dark humor, but I think it's the truth. It's the fucking truth. And it's like a great comic says what everyone's thinking and is afraid to say. And it's just, I fucking, all right, let's just start at the beginning. Cause first, sure. and, your, <laughs> and your album is out, which is fucking great too. Plus, everyone needs to follow Adrian, which I'll say this at the end on uh, Instagram because you're fucking, I'm telling you, you're one of a kind. Okay. You might've just saved my career last night. I was
1: like, I'm seriously like I consider quitting almost every day. Oh, and God. I, I, I know i realistically, I wouldn't become a barista, but I do seriously consider becoming a mechanic oh,
0: and, be, and be being good. able to
1: work on my own car. I hate going to a mechanic. Wait, and here's the problem.
0: I know they're, and they're really mean to women. They're really Very they're, mean. Yeah. They think we're so, the dumbest. Right. And it's like, you're the fucking dumbest and fuck you. And also like the window guy. Right. So we just got all these new windows done, and Elisa, my lover, is um, runs her family's real estate company, and she's a she's a therapist, really. But she had to quit and run, them. and so she knows all about the shit. So we get the the new windows, and like, I don't know if you can see this move, mm-hmm. and and he, you know, like they send an invoice. Oh, uh, like they're like, oh, you didn't pay the full invoice. It's like you didn't finish the fucking work. You know, like they, yeah. And and all the owners around here, most of them are men, gay men, and they don't fuck with the men. They don't fuck with the men. No. And Yeah, so fuck that shit. But wait, would you get on that roller thing and go underneath the car? Because I can I do never get up it. from that.
1: Oh, that's true. I was just thinking I wouldn't even care if the car killed me.
0: But you're right. How would I get up? You know that, that thing on the wheels, that wooden thing, and you have to go underneath?
1: Um you probably can get one where you push a button and it lifts you slowly for like older women who become mechanics, Jeremy. Yeah. Like those chairs that lift. Yeah. And slowly you just stand up and then you tell the person they owe you $5 million for a change.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I had that done to me actually over the COVID pandemic. And he's like, yo, these air filters. And they, they were white. I go, He's like, yeah, you have to get the oil. And I'm and I look at them and they're fine. And then I go. I said, all right, fine, whatever. And then I get home and at least like you had your air filters done. They don't you know, care two months ago. And I'm like, oh, fuck. They just fucking lie sick. of my it. Boyf- my
1: boyfriend took my car to get an oil change and they did cha- change the air filters. And he's like, no, they actually were really dark and needed it. But right. he, but like they told him the truth. They probably would have tell me that they the would.
0: I know. Right um So, yeah. Adrian, you were born and bred, and still live in the Bronx, New York. Your father was a mailman. Is that correct? Yes, yes, and a gambler. And again, how did you find all this? i do my research. research. <laughs> okay. Everyone comes on the podcast and is like, "Wait, ha-. yeah,
1: how do and you know this?"
0: I know it. And you have a sister. I do um, have a sister. And you, uh, your father's dead, but we'll get to that later. He is dead. Both of my parents, God rest their soul dead. You have sort of acrimonious relationship with your mother. Yes. Okay.
1: So. Do you know my mom also does stand up?
0: Yes. And I know your mother. I know it. You know my mother? Oh, well now I know know she was a stand. I, we're going to get all into this. I I started to the beginning. So you grow up in the Bronx. Um, Yes it's, is it like normal? like, I know that your mother is first. I know your mother, this is the fucking best story.
1: I at, want to know at, how you know all this stuff
0: because I do research Adrian. That's my job as a podcast host. Um, oh, that is I hilarious. Am, but I, because my podcast is about, I love to know about the pert. Like I don't give a shit about, you know, Oh, I'm plugging this. I'm plugging that. Cause that'll happen. Yeah. You know, that happens or, in the podcast, but I love to know, I love what makes people t- like, I really want, I, I get love, that, you know, and I love that you're so, I just love your sense of humor. So I, you know, whatever I I'm interested in, you know, where you developed it. So anyway, you, so your mother at your sister's kindergarten graduation, is that correct? Yes.
1: yes. I already know where this is going. God, this is
0: a- hilarious to me that you know, all this, <laughs> I love it got in a fucking fist fight like what the yes. fuck so wait i you- grew up just
1: fighting like that's every day i had to go out and like fight like i was a boxer it was the weirdest thing growing up like that and i wasn't even living in like the south bronx and getting picked on by like you know it was all white people Do you know right. I even mean? like where, where i grew up in that area it was very like italian and uh it, Irish Pel- Parkway, and Pelham Parkway, I grew up in Mars Morris Park. Park, right? Yeah. And now right. I think now the Bronx is where I live anyway, is a lot more diverse, but back then it was just very Italian or Irish. And there was right. this girl that lived downstairs and her mom would make her and her daughter fight me and my sister. And like, we just weren't fighters as kids. Wait, and I fight remember, physically fight. Yes. Physically fight. Like just, they were mean to us for no reason. And like, that's not how I was as a kid.
0: Right. I you and, know. You, yeah. Because you have to develop that fucking because you're true. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I remember being in roller skates and this girl pushed me. My father was just like, get up and fight her. He wasn't even like, hey, let me help you up. But like that. Right. My mom grew up and then my mom had a fight. Like, go tell that they wouldn't let them play with us. And then my mom had to so go. They live and threaten, below, they lived below us. And my mom had to go, like, threaten to fight her mother so that, like, they would stop this weird feud with us. I mean, there was. I grew up around so much fighting. <laughs> yeah, that it's just such a big part. I mean, like my family, the way my f- the fighting I grew up with in dysfunction. I did. I honestly told my therapist I never knew I had a fucked up childhood just because no one fucked me as a kid. That was my right. lowest line, and right, he was like, right. "Your
0: childhood was terrible." You know, like, I have said that to my therapist. Like, uh, you know, but I wasn't like raped and pillaged, and they're like, "Yeah, but you were emotionally." abused, abused. Um, yeah. Fight, I come from fighting. I come from major bullying. Like it's, it's fucked up. And then the things you do in your brain to comfort yourself that end up fucking your, you know, fucking your head up, you know, for the rest of yeah. your life. So your, is your sister older than you? My sister's younger, than younger me. than you. Okay. Yeah. So you're the oldest. And so how big, like, was it a two family home? No, we lived in a two bedroom
1: apartment until I was 18. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. So, with
1: like a huge Rottweiler, like the apartment was so small that we used to joke that the Rottweiler couldn't turn around the room. She had to back out. <laughs> it's like so crazy. Why have a Rottweiler in a two bedroom apartment with four people? Like, it's that- just the things that we that happened were not normal.
0: Right. So, uh, your sister is named Vanita. How the hell did you find all this out? Because I'm very good. I should be a spy. You, are, you should be a spy. And you're very Italian. So you, and, and so, wait, what was the name of the woman downstairs? I just love, cause I love the name of your sister. Okay. kindergarten. Um, Oh yeah, okay.
1: yes. So that lady's name is Maria. I guess her maiden name is Manufo or, and her right. main, and then when she got remarried, it was Maria Fidanza. And then, and then I became friends with that girl, like in high school. <laughs> You know I me, mean? we went so, to the same high yeah. school, and then I, I see and like I had a joke about how like I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I can't like physically hit her now. We're just too old, so I just right, right. name my I just name my dogs the same names as her kids, like <laughs> to just start, kind of fuck with her emotionally. Right, right, right. But yeah, that's that's like the people we went to school. Like, yeah, I became friends with them and so, hung out with her
0: in high school. So you went to you know public school like normal- I went to
1: Catholic school.
0: Bro, Catholic school. That's right. And just normal. Did you have to wear like a skirt and everything and all that shit? And Wore a skirt
1: and everything. But my
0: mom is
1: uh, Jewish, too.
0: Right. So that was good. Why did she send that's you to a- Catholic school?
1: Um, I guess that she my dad went to Catholic school. They sent us to the same Catholic school my father got abused at. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Not like sexually <laughs> abused, but like he had to like meal on rice and shit. Right. Right. And they were like, we should send our kids there. So you had a Jewish grandparent. A Jewish grandmother, yeah, yeah,
0: and were you close with her? Very close with her. I was
1: the closest with her out of anyone. And my mother, my mother and grandmother have a relationship like me and my mother kind, but me and my grandmother super close. Loved her so much, right? Um, And she was mostly she was also a gambler, and she lived a life like a comic. She used to gamble. My grandfather would beat her up for like losing the rent. Did she? Did she marry an Italian? Yes, a couple of them. Yeah. One guy she married, my mother said, was very handsome, but he had such a big dick, they couldn't have sex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so How the fuck she married- does your mother know that? I don't know. I guess my grandmother had a heart to heart. I never talked about dicks with my mother. I'm telling you that right now. Well, I'm a lesbian, too. Wait, so, you know, you know that in the lineage that you are a Jew. Do you realize yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, so we consider you 100% Jewy, FY and I.
1: Um, Yeah, I figure that. But like I didn't my grandmother died when I was kind of too young to realize that she thought everyone hated her because she was Jewish. Right. So like I didn't really get that aspect of that until I was much older. I was too young.
0: You didn't. Did you do anything Jewy when you were growing up? No, my grandmother didn't do anything Jewish. So, and your mother, in turn, didn't do anything Jewish. My
1: mother didn't do anything either. She became, she got baptized so she can get like married in the church or something. Oh
0: my God. My mother, yeah.
1: My mother would have also, if she married a Jewish guy, she would have just done that then. Right. You know, she wasn't raised with religion.
0: Right. Um.
1: But my grandmother.
0: Or a backbone. <laughs>
1: Good night, folks. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't care about religion. But she, uh, she, my grandmother had a son who was a hell's angel and got killed and like her oh. whole li- yeah and her whole life was just depressed about her son.
0: Of course, you know, I had that. My grandmother, my mother had a brother who was killed. He was 15. That's, oh my god. I'm so and, sorry that's awful. Uh, yeah, and it has it, it it definitely goes from generation to generation. And in fact, they don't, you know, my family never de- dealt with it. It was in 1939, actually. On wow. The side, yeah. My parents were old when they had me. I'm old. Yeah, and and I'm telling you, my mother, like we would be five minutes late, and she would be freaking out. And I have noticed, you know, whenever the kids, I can't get a hold of the kids. I swear to God, it goes right to some yeah. horrible fucking, you know just shit ha- and I and I can really make up some good shit about you know kidnapping and car accidents and yeah yeah. so all right so my
1: grandmother just never got over that and I think my mom of knew course that not. Like she, did like, she ever go to therapy my mother does I don't think my grandmother ever did she just like gambled and took pills and stuff That's she seems like a fun lady to be honest I wish she lived right. like a lot longer
0: you need to be around plant life this spring. They have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy gold, J U D Y G O L D at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy gold at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com trees.com code Judy gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So how did your parents meet?
1: So my mom was go- looking for an apartment. She had gotten married and had me. Right. He was uh, he was addicted to methadone. And she was like, he's never going to get off methadone. So she left him, went to look for an apartment. And the guy that was at the place was my the, my dad she started dating right away so that's so, how she met him she went from one she was also like 22
0: which so is crazy to 20, me so your it's your dad the mailman is not your bio dad no he's not my biological father Do you He adopted adopt me right but did you ever meet your bio methadone dad
1: yes i met him a couple of years ago right His whole family, his whole family is like jealous of me. He when we met, he acted like he was cheating on me with his wife, where the second time like we met the second time and he was just like, hey, I don't know if my wife's going to change the locks on me. They don't know I'm here. I was like, they know we're not fucking right. Like, this is so bizarre that everyone is. It's your
0: father. I mean, I wouldn't say father. I would say sperm donor.
1: Exactly, but the fact is, like, he... So he married somebody who had two kids from her first marriage, and she's jealous of me, that girl, because she's not his kids. blood daughter. Right. Yeah, but she's 45 now. It's like, get <laughs> over it. It's so fucking crazy. Do you know the the wife, Diane, sent me a letter in the mail. She handed huh. me, a, like, a five-page letter telling me I was ruining their life, and she kept saying, give me back my Joey. Like, it was so fucking uh, wait, Fisher so- and Mary Boniface <laughs> Foucault who says, give me back my Joey. Wait, Amy I'm Fisher. Like, Sorry. Amy Fisher. Yeah.
0: Wait. So how did you end up meeting your bio dad? You know, throughout my childhood, he would
1: contact my family and my family would kind it would be like, Oh, we're going to let them see each other. Like he gave up total rights to me. Right, right, right. Um, did
0: and he then live like, close by?
1: Yeah. He lived like seven minutes from my house, my entire oh my life. God.
0: Wow. Like
1: one time my mom ran into him when I was in, remember Caldors? Yes. We were Caledars. in a, Cal, we're yeah. in a Caldors, uh, And we met and she seen him. And like, she told me after who he was because we lived in the same neighborhood, basically. Right, right. Like one neighborhood. over. Wait, so
0: you, you bump into him and then your mother's I was like, a kid though. Yeah. And like she's 12, like, that's 19. your, that's your bio debt. Like what? That's so fucked up because I'm the reason I'm fascinated with this is because, you know, my kids are from anonymous sperm donors. So um,
1: I'm fascinated with it. I haven't even fully processed it. Yeah,
0: I bet. So did you ever feel like. After you found out, like, how old were you when you found out that you were adopted? I think like 12. So from that point on, did you ever feel like anything different about your dad or no?
1: I think because we didn't grow up with money, I just kept thinking that he owed us a lot of money. That, I think that was my first thought as mm-hmm. a kid where I was like, that's how we're going to get out of this apartment. He's going to give us all that money. Right. Um, but he was also like a cab driver and poor too.
0: Right. And you never felt less than with your adopted dad? No. Or I think he actually- with your sister?
1: No. The weird thing is my dad, I think because he was aware of that, I think he was nicer to me. Like me and my um, sister, me and my sister used to fist fight as kids. Right. My sister would scream, my father would beat her, and he'd say, "I hit you because you scream." Next fight, same thing. She screams, she gets hit. And I right. I don't know if he did that because she was just screaming, but like he was nicer to me. I was an easier kid to like growing up. I had a lot of friends. Right. I was just gifted in school. Like my sister you know had like teen diabetes and then they got her the rottweiler and but and my sister has this weird thing where she like kind of takes over my mother's position in a relationship and she's and if she knew i was saying that she'd be so mad at me but we don't talk all the time anyway so whatever and she's but like yeah yeah she like kind of like hung out with my dad and took over my mom's role not like sexually, romantically, but, like, was always with him, like, his buddy so much that, like, right. it was weird. And then she kind of did the... I think she just misses, like, a male father figure. So, like, when my dad right. died, my mom got remarried, and she kind of did the same thing. That's like, just so... Gets, is
0: she married?
1: She has a boyfriend now. But, like, it just, like, needs to take care of somebody. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like, like, she loves doing laundry. Like, we'd be sitting at dinner, and she'd be like, take your clothes off, I want to go wash them. And you're like, no I just sat to... Yes. Take your shirt off. I want to go wash this. So you should just sit. My my, uh, stepfather would just be sitting there with no shirt on eating lasagna or something, (laughs) you know, chicken. It's such a weird thing.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. I never saw my father without a shirt on or in a button-down shirt. I mean, like, yeah, he always. And I grew up next to two Italian families, and they'd be out in the yard with their, you know, tent tops, you know, my button-down shirt mental they, see they never
1: really did that my like my dad and even my my stepfather was much older I was like 22 23 when they started dating so right. i was not in, in the house that much but like my mom i think because my she said that my biological father she thinks he molested their sisters so that's another reason why she didn't want me with him which i appreciate so I think wow. because of that, she was so cautious to leave me with my dad, thinking he was going to fuck me, and my father wouldn't even hug me. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I had no pants on or something, he'd be like, "Go put pants on." Like, right, right. You, you right. know what I mean? Like, but my, so my, I think my mom fucked had up that.
0: communication in that family. The communication, oh, yeah, really bad. I had fucked up. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that fucked up communication and like, uh, you know, and and no hugging. Same, Um, no physical affection, except for my grandmother. And I got hit with the belt and stuff. Yeah, we got, but mostly me because I was really the most obnoxious one. But um, that's so weird. So- Like uh, I remember,
1: I'll just say this because you said not about the hugs. I was 18 years old. I remember what I was wearing I had overalls on. I sat on my father's lap and I said, I loved him. And my mother went to him, Joe, put your arms around her and tell her you love her. Like, and he also grew up with dysfunctional family. Right, right, right. So it's like, you don't realize this as a kid, how fucked up all that is. And then, you know, you go to therapy and you're like, oh, mm. is this why I have so many addictions? Cause I am right. covering up all this pain.
0: Right. Right. You know, I still, it's funny because my, and, and they'll get mad at me. My, my brother and sister were not nice to me. And so when I, I will say stuff to my therapist about like, um, Yeah. But then I feel like they're going to turn on me. Like when I always have this feeling people are going to turn on me, you know what I mean? After we're, and, and she's like, like your sibling. And I just hate when she does that. (laughs) But yes, you realize it all comes from like, you know, you're happily playing and then all of a sudden we're going to get, you know, like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked. We're going to lock you in the basement. but You know, I was like, but we were just playing two seconds, you know. It's so, all that stuff fucking stays with you for the, ugh, so annoying. All right, so, so you're going to Catholic school. So that is not, Catholic school, as far as I know, from all my friends that have gone to Catholic school, not fun. And were they allowed to hit you and stuff in Catholic school?
1: They weren't allowed to hit you, but they could definitely like push you around. Like I remember I got like, like the hand around my neck and, you know, they could kind of just like toss you. They couldn't hit you, but they could like, they could be handsy,
0: and they, were they nuns?
1: Yes, they were nuns, and and like they remembered my father, so I think they carried some of that anger over. Right? Did um, your
0: sister have problems with them too, or no?
1: That's she so- had problems just because she wasn't as quick of a learner in school, so she had more of those problems. Where I right, had more right. of like the class clown problems and like right. doing yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So your sister's in kindergarten, and you Mother, tap, someone tap some, like, saving, uh, saving a seat?
1: Okay, first of all, who even needs to see kids in kindergarten graduate? Like, it's the dumbest thing. Like, who cares <laughs> where you're
0: standing? Right. Do you know what I mean? But,
1: like, yeah. I guess my mom had saved, like, four seats or something, so she tapped the girl Kimberly Faircloud, which is such a fucking awful name. I love name. that name. <laughs> Kimberly I know. Faircloud. Okay. It's such a bizarre name. So right. she went to tap her on the shoulder and just be like, hey, I'm saving these seats. That's it. And her mother, Roseanne, went fucking buzzer. And they got into it Roseanne fight. Faircloud. Roseanne Faircloud. Gwen <laughs> like, Berserk. I start crying because I'm like, oh, my mom's gonna get beat up. And then my mom and her both have like black eyes. My mom held her own, but like I was still like so scared. Wait, so by they, it. Did like,
0: they go? So they did anyone to intervene?
1: Fight. No one intervened. I think I ran away and was scared. I didn't And I then don't know the what nuns came me.
0: over. We're like, stop, stop. No, the nuns
1: were like, I'll show you how to enter. Um
0: <laughs> and then they went on with the graduation with the two black eyes. That's great. Did you ever bump into um, Kimberly Faircloud? Me and
1: her got into our own little um, stuff in the yard, like in the schoolyard after.
0: Did you beat the shit out of her? We
1: didn't beat the shit out of each other. We just like kind of did that thing where you grab someone's hand and dig your nails
0: in. But like there was also
1: frustration there also. Yeah. But like.
0: What is she doing now, Kimberly Faircloud?
1: I don't know. She left school rather early. We got to find that
0: out. I wish I had, I I wish to, I had I, like an assistant with a go find out where, you know, like Kimberly Flair clothes. I
1: can't find her. I have no idea where she is. She also had very tiny eyes. So I want to see what happened to her face. <laughs> I want it. And her sister did, too. Her sister looked like a pillow. So I want to see if their eyes got bigger. I have no idea what happened to them. But they left school very early, like maybe right. second or third grade.
0: Wow. We got to find them. High school, what's going on in high school? Popular, not popular? I was popular. The-
1: I went to an all girls
0: school, right? So it
1: wasn't like I don't think it was as uh chaotic as like dealing with being like I was popular at a lot of friends, so like, high school was fine for me. It was very easy, I didn't really, right. really have to study,
0: right? Um, and you got good grades.
1: I got good grades. I, high school was like the best time of my life, and I know oh. everyone talks. About- I know a lot of people talk about how it was the worst time of their yeah. life, but it was like my favorite time of my life.
0: Really? Yes. See that usually people who love high school do not become stand-up comedians. I know, and I feel like life is high school. Like you go, about showbiz is for sure high school. You know, you got your burnouts, yes. you got your jocks, you got your you know class clown, drug addicts, got, yeah, drug addicts, art, you know, gay, mm-hmm. whatever. So you graduate, you go to college.
1: No. So, this is the thing I, what I, why I think I loved high school so much. It was just like a fun time. It was like the thinnest I ever was. was getting all this attention for, and I said this the other day. I was like, it was the thinnest I ever was. And my family didn't even capitalize on it. They should have taken me to rich neighborhoods and let me date those guys, but they just let me date the poor slobs in the Bronx. Right, right. So, like, I couldn't even fuck my way into upward mobility. Right. Like, they're just, they had no plan for me at all.
0: And so, your father. How old were you when he died of cancer? Was
1: twenty-two or twenty-three.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you had him all through high school, and you had yes. your, And as your mother, she stopped. She was doing stand-up, right? And she then would
1: she- do it and stop and do it and stop. And I remember going to like a bringer show at Stand Up New York with my dad on the bus when I was like eighteen or something. And she would do it like at a at a restaurant like, or something,
0: you know what I mean? And like, you would go, you would go,
1: I would go. Cause I had to go. I was like one of her people she
0: was bringing, I think. Right. So she went on, she had bring, her. I thought she, it was I,
1: the dumbest thing ever.
0: Right. Was your father like your mother's crazy. He's just doing the stand. Like, did I ever meet your mother? Maybe. I don't know. I know. It's so weird. Okay.
1: You might have. My dad, and, I think would just go along with it to shut her up. Right. I and what about your just,
0: sister, Vanita? I just want to say Vanita. That's why I have to.
1: What about her? Um, and none of us thought it was like a real thing, Right. you know, like she didn't have a job or but anything. No so one, like
0: there's, it's so, I mean, I think about being a parent and my kids have been going to comedy clubs with me, you know, since, you know, day one, when I couldn't get a babysitter. But then I think Like, how fucking weird is that? That's not normal. Like most people don't hang out, have their kids hanging out in comedy clubs. It's just weird. I just think it's, it's odd. It's an odd. Yeah, but
1: you, you had success early on. My mom really never did. Do you know what I mean? Like she did stand up and it was back in the day where she was like, oh, maybe if I get famous, I'll buy you a car phone. Right. Remember when you had like a phone in the car? I was like, oh my God, I hope my mom hits it big.
0: So I can get a car phone. What was your first job? Because I know... Um, I Wait, I have a whole list of your jobs. Um, I've had worked, a bunch of them. Worked as a crime victims advocate. Yes,
1: and that's where South I... South Bronx. Yes. I worked as a crime victims advocate right um, after college. I was going to go to... I was considering going to law school. Law school.
0: Yeah, I read that. Yes. And
1: then... Um, my mom actually took me to a comedy club. Or, like, my first open mic. And then I got addicted to it from that first time because I did relatively well. There was like five people in the restaurant.
0: Right. So you it was an Italian restaurant, you said. Right. In like Brooklyn somewhere. And wait, just to go back. Mm-hmm. I read that your mother rented out dogs and cars for money. Is that true? From mm. Film and TV.
1: So she didn't rent them out. She would use like my like my dog that I had my boxer. She was like on she, the Sopranos.
0: Sopranos. Right. Yes. And then your car was in a 50 cent movie. <laughs> yes. How much fucking information?
1: How did you do this all? It's like so I much do information it. to look up.
0: I, I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, that's why I love doing my podcast. I mean, it's a labor it's, of love because I make no money from this, but it's I that, that, you know what I mean? Like, I love that shit. It's so funny. You have a crazy mother and a gambling mailman. Dad. It's like, it, it's the perfect. All right. So your yeah. mother takes you and... When do you get this first? um, And what are you doing now? Are you the legal secretary? Are you the? Um, it was a
1: crime? I was working at the crime. I was a crimes victims advocate at that. So point. what was? I was, I was at the like, DA's
0: office. Okay, so, so like I'll come in. Like I'll come in, and mm-hmm. so who meets with you? Like I'll be like, listen, I just got robbed at gunpoint in my Chevy. Well,
1: it was an interesting job, and I really liked the work. Like it's a weird job cause I don't love helping people, but I did like it cause it was social work.
0: Right. Um, and did you, and you didn't have a degree, but you were, but they, but like was, did you have to take a certificate. Like you didn't you have to take a class or, so, or something or I went to
1: college and it was like, you're getting paid $27,000. Right. Do you know I mean like you, I don't know. I think as long as you had a bachelor's degree, they were like, Oh yeah. Oh, keep- So
0: what, where did you go to college and what did you study? Cause I couldn't find that anywhere.
1: Ooh, I went to Westchester for two years, and then I went to Fordham. So yeah, I did.
0: What did you study? Sociology. Nice. Good for comedy because I wanted
1: to go to law. Yeah, well, I was going to go to law school. But anyway, so it was an interesting. It was an interesting job. Like I remember one guy got um, shot a bunch of times where he's pooping into a colostomy bag, and like my job was getting this guy more colostomy bags. Like that's what a crime victims advocate does. You advocate for these people who are affected by crime. And I liked it. But the girl that worked there worked there like six years and she was still making $27,000. Right. And
0: you're like, fuck this shit. But also that's interesting because each case is different. Like what was your weirdest case besides the colostomy bag?
1: Well, there's a couple. There was this one lady that came. I mean, I got lucky because I was in the assault division. And then one time somebody from like domestic violence and like the rape part I did. And that's just like, it's really a lot to hear. Like a mother letting their kids sleeping the bed with the boyfriend. He molested that. I mean, like that's a lot as a, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. Right. Um, but the weirdest case is this guy came in, he had just, he came in. I forget what happened. Like everyone knows how to work the system too. Like if you're in the housing department, you have to have a certain amount of, um, I think, orders of protection and then you get moved up and you could get moved first. So like everyone knows all of this stuff. This guy comes in, he says he's getting, you know, bullied or whatever. He wants to move. This guy steals my wallet and I ends up becoming a victim of crime. <laughs> yeah. And it was such, and I think it was at that point I had started doing stand up and I was like, I'm out of here.
0: Right. Or and I'm going to go to the next desk and talk to her. <laughs> she, I was she, like, I'll <laughs> just counsel myself through it. Yeah. I was like, I should
1: not take a job in this South Bronx. Right.
0: Wow, um, and so your father dies. You're 22, 23. Um, I was in my 20s too. It, it change. It really does change you. It makes you. I remember feeling older. Okay. Um, and the, you know, it became my first sort of before and after. You know, like you have these before and afters in your life where you're a different mm-hmm. person. So yeah, that was my first real. Oh, and it sort of made me also more fearless on stage because I was like, oh, I can talk about death and I can talk about what, you know, it's not like- it, How old it, it, were you when you less, did stand up. taboo? Huh? How, How old were
1: you when it, yeah.
0: First time I did it, I was 19. I was in college. Wow. Someone dared me to do it. And then I won some contests where I got to, this was 1981. Then in 1982, I won this contest where I got to, um Perform five minutes with this. This was this show. Adrian Tulsh. Do you know? I don't know if you know any of these people. Adrian no. Tulch, Larry Ambrose and Bill Sheft. Bill Sheft was the head writer. I've heard Letterman, of Yeah, Letterman. I heard of him.
1: Yeah. His
0: wife was Adrian, and Larry Ambrose has written for ev- I mean, he's like amazing. Okay. So they're doing this thing called campus comedy. And I won this thing where I got to do five minutes, and they told me after the show, you're really funny. And I was like, really? And Adrian was um, the MC at catch rising star on Monday nights, which was the open mic night. And she said, come in on a Monday. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a sophomore in college. And I start, you know, going to the city to try to get, I didn't realize I was never going to get on, but I really got to watch everyone that's you know, really I cool. Watch Larry David. I, I remember, um, they're dead comic. You know, I just, uh, Belzer was the MC. Uh, it was amazing. So I, I really, you know, Boozler, Carol Leifert, like I saw uh, Paula Poundstone. So anyway, that's I,
1: pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And I start, so I kind of started when I was 19 and I would go anywhere. I couldn't even drink yet. And by the time I started getting road gigs, I did graduate. So I took several months off or almost probably a year off and finished my degree. I was at Rutgers, but you know, I, I traveled and I was, wasn't old enough to rent a car yet, but yeah, I knew the minute I did it, that that was what I wanted to do. And unfortunately it's what I still do. Um, so yeah, so you're so
1: successful. Oh you're, my! Like your one man show, like one woman shows and stuff. Like, oh, it's thank awesome. Thank you. I know that you were bummed out about you know you were supposed to be in this Broadway play and
0: stuff yeah. like
1: this, but it's gonna happen. Like,
0: oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think people think. I mean, and I love, I love women comics. Like, I- I've realized I've watched all the guys um help each other. All the yes. guys would get something, you know. Ray Romano, surrounded by his guy friends, you know, all writers, producers, all living on, you know, night in nice homes. You know, I watched every one of these guys um, bring their friends along, and I, you know, the women never got the opportunities, and then it, it always felt there wasn't enough room. You know, uh, yeah. uh, I can't because then they'll want, you know, and plus we never got to work with each other. That's the other thing. Right. Guys, there's one guys. woman on a show. Right. So we never got to work with each other. Um, and so that that created this sort of competitive um, and you would call people and be like, Oh, congratulations. But in your mind, you're like, Oh fuck. So now I got to wait another, not that you're not happy for them, of but course. That, you know, but, that, Oh God, that opportunity is gone. But like okay. five
1: of your dude friends get the same
0: opportunity because there's right. more space for it. Right. And so I swore I would always be an advocate for the women. Like I love having women. I mean, there's, I do have guys open for me every now and then, like, you know, Tony Deo or Gary fight. Like, He's really, great. Yeah. And, and great, com, great um, joke writers and stuff. But I, we need to do that for each other. That's what we fucking need to support each other.
1: I always try and do it. Yeah. I just don't have that many opportunities. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like I've helped like women get like managers, but like sometimes my manager would suck. And then I'm like, oh, I think I brought you down. You probably could right. have done better without me. So sorry about that. But, uh, you know,
0: people think um, I have to say, you know, people like people. Will, oh, my God, you're so successful. I have had to work. Oh, absolutely. Every not, yeah. I wrote. I mean, I don't think like you were hands and stuff, but you oh, are no. very
1: successful.
0: Yeah. Well, not and not nearly as successful as I want to be. But yeah, but that's but, everybody. Uh, yeah. But it's also like I, I was never lazy or I just yeah. And I watch so many of my friends get shit easily and they're financially secure and don't have to, you like, I just don't want to have to ever worry about money again. Like I I'm in my house. I bought it in 1994 when That's I amazing. was amazing. Yeah. When I was on uh, all American girl, I took the money with Margaret Cho. I was on that Mark. show, took the money and bought this house. And I swear to God, this house has gotten me through divorce, um, like almost bankruptcy, but not quite, you know, like just remortgaging you know i've lived off of this house and and for years people were like get rid of the house and you'll have money and i'm like no i'm never getting rid of the house and thank god after yeah COVID don't added, ever everyone was like thank god you never got rid of the house but yeah so it's been a struggle and i've had so many ups and downs and it just sucks when it's much even though i never wanted to be the it's harder it's harder cuz i'm a woman but it's harder for women in every profession and you know like absolutely for comedy that's the thing. it's like there's guys that get on stage and they're so like, you know, yeah, porn, everything's about porn, and my girlfriend and my fucking sports, and my fucking wife is't you know, and everyone's fine with that, but the minute a woman does a joke about shopping or um yeah you know, you're just like a lady comic yeah menopause or this or that you're it's like no no one wants to hear that someone's no hear about your fucking balls and your fucking cock but and your I, addiction to porn right and so you know that's why I love your comedy because you're like me I never wanted to be like everyone I, I just wanted to be a great comic you know and I never focused on the gender thing but you know for some you gotta acknowledge it's it's there, you know? It
1: is there, there, and I think because it is, everyone wants to put you in a box. Right. Jamie, like as a comic, you're like, okay, so I'm not like the hot comic. So I think because I'm dark, they just assume I'm dirty. And I'm like, oh, I'm I not do- super oh, dirty. You're not dirty at all. But that's what I'm like, that is my box.
0: Right. And you just gotta go, fuck you. That's what you got. Cause everyone's like, she's, she's, she's filthy. I'm like, I don't say anything, I curse but that's it. Yeah, you're I'm not, not filthy. filthy. I don't even fucking, what, I don't talk about like, you know, disgusting shit and fucking and anal. And I don't, do, you know, I'm not filthy. Sorry. So did you work as a nanny? Did I?
1: Yeah, I was a nanny for, I've done that on and off for years. I did it. Like Which is so, I find that interesting. I know. I know because everyone thinks I'm an awful person because of my jokes. And I'm like, I just because I could do a school shooting joke doesn't think I think school shootings are good. Right. I'm nice to animals. I love animals. I'm nice to kids. I would right. never want anything bad to happen to anyone that's like
2: weak.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, and it yeah, is. Weird. If you were a guy, they wouldn't even question it,
1: you know? Probably not. But everyone's yeah. like, oh man, you're not going to like kill the kid. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not like violent a, asshole. I'm not a monster. Like, right. But uh, yeah, I've done that for a while and I'm actually relatively good with kids.
0: That's so good. And you don't want kids, correct?
1: No, I got another puppy and I, every day I think I can drown her and it gets me through the day where I'm like, there's a way out. Like, it's so much work. <laughs> there's, it's so much work. I, I know. forgot how much having a puppy and she's the cutest thing, but right. she's so much, she's like
0: tearing my apartment, like. Right. I know people don't realize, they're like, yeah, hey, let's get a dog. And they don't realize how fucking much work it is. It's a lot oh. of work in the beginning. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Adrienne Iapalucci. Come on, how funny is she? Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmailing. This podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards. If you like the show, I mean, how can you not? Seriously, make sure to subscribe, leave a review. It helps more people find this incredible, incredible work of art. Five stars only, please. Also, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. You're an asshole. That's it. No, I think you would love it. So go get it. And I need the money. It would mean so much to me if you would check all my crap out at my judygold.com or follow me on Twitter and Instagram for everything I'm doing and everything I'm thinking, which is, you know, all dates, everything at Judy Gold J-E-W-D-Y G-O-L-D you know like Jew gold you know what I'm saying because I'm a Jew anyway thank you so much for listening wear a mask be well this is almost over please God please God almighty and uh, thank you so much for listening and as we always say so long
2: don't forget to tune in next
0: week to Just Kill Me Now um or, let's just kill me oh. don't forget to turn oh. For part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just. Just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy not. Gold's it Just Kill not. Me. Just. just Kill Me Now. <laughs>